Hi everyone and welcome back to Tripod. My name is Dalia Akaine and first off, I just want to wish everyone listening to this a very happy new year. I don't know about you, but 2021 is a year that I literally couldn't wait to end. It was like so many things happening, even though we thought it was going to be boring, like 2020 is over and now we can get to rest a little bit. And then we started having all the different variants and all those. I don't even want to get into that conversation. But anyways, Happy New Year. Welcome to the New Year. If you are listening to this, let me know what is one thing that you are really, really excited about in this New Year. I have like a million and one things. I can't even pick one. But anyways, let's get right into it. So welcome back to Tripod. I have with me today my amazing guest host who is called Shama. Shama, can you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm sorry, I'm a bit shy, but um, my name is Shama. <laughs> My name is Shama Godos, and um, I'm just a content creator. It's good to be here. It's good to have you here. Welcome on board, Shama. I think this is the first time. I can't remember. I may need to go and listen to a couple of podcasts, but I think this is the first time I'm actually having a co-host. Usually, I just have amazing guests that I bring on board, and we talk about fun stuff. But anyways... It's going to be fun. Um, so welcome on board, Shama. And today we're going to be discussing social media strategies in 2021. We're going to be talking about what worked versus what didn't work. Because really, when you look at numbers, when you look at predictions, a lot of times they tend to be true, especially when you're dealing with marketing and sales strategy and all of that. So you really do not want to skip on you know, what has worked before. Remember, you don't need to always reinvent, you know, the wheel. If something is working fine, please continue to go ahead and tweak it and refine it rather than just literally starting all over from scratch. But anyways, that's enough of the introductions. We're just going to get right into it. So Shama, I think you can do us the honors of introducing us to the first thing that you think actually worked. When it comes to social media strategies in 2021, what was something that you think Works. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you, Dalia. For what worked in social media 2021, one of the strongest things, I think the strongest trend to me was SEO, that's search engine optimization. I mean, we know SEO for websites, and it's actually spawned the whole you know, genre of jobs. If you're a content writer, you don't know SEO, you're basically working with half hand. So, and then um, you now have, you know, our social media giants, Facebook and Instagram, implementing this technology yeah. into social media. Absolutely. And it made everything easier. It made everything easier. Like, normally we had the hashtags and the mentions and finding stuff on social media was, it wasn't a breeze getting your stuff seen. I remember creators having to time explore pages. And if you got on that explore page, it was as if... It's a big deal. <laughs> Yes, but now with um, keywords, you now found that um, I could find things better. I started, I think personally, I started um, posting some designs from my UI school then, and I got strange likes from people. I mean, I had more people, more people that weren't following me liking these designs more than people that actually followed me. So wow. that technology really helped. It was it was great. I, can, I totally relate to that. And I see a lot of people, it seems like a lot of people have caught on to that trend because it's almost like now yeah. everybody has like a title attached to their name, right? It's not yeah. just Shamagodos, it's Shamagodos 
digital creator or shamagodo yes. graphics designer like everyone is taking yeah. advantage of that because everybody is searching online i can't even begin to imagine how many hits google has but now everyone is jumping on that trend and like let people find me because really when you think about it no one would really just search for your name randomly except you're like beyonce nope right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They would want to search for the keywords. They want to be like, I need a graphic designer. I need a carpenter. I don't think if you can find carpenters online, Shab, but anyways, <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud. So, you know, I'm, it's, it's actually really fun. And I think at the end of the day, yeah, that's a really good trend that we definitely should be hopping on because when it comes to finding your people online or even the other way around, your people finding you online, that's something that you want to make it as easy and seamless for them as possible so that you're not just lost in one list somewhere. And so, oh, you're a graphics designer. I do have a social media page. Has anybody asked you that before? Yes, I've been asked. Let me see. They always say, let me see your stuff. Yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's take okay, so that's the, first, um, that's the first trend that we would say worked. For me, I think the second thing I would say that worked in 2021 when it comes to social media strategy is relatable content. Now, I don't know about you, but I would say 90% of the time I go to social media to laugh. I know it's strange. I know it's not. It may not make sense to a lot of people. But I mean, when Reels rolled out, at first it seemed very technical and people were using it for like business and stuff. But these days it's just funny. Like we just want to laugh. I mean, literally just go on like, just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. But anyways, it's not just about, you know, going online to laugh. But basically what I'm trying to say is you want to make sure that you prioritize relatable content. What do I mean by relatable content? Memes. How often do you see memes on social media? In fact, how often do you see memes that you cannot relate to? It's almost impossible, really, to see a meme and like, no, I don't understand what is going on here. It's always super funny. It's always relatable. And almost everybody can relate to it, right? So I think that's something that I saw, even a lot of really serious business accounts. They started making use of memes. They started putting out relatable content because they know that we are humans at the end of the day. We want to laugh. We want to have fun. Even if you want to sell to someone, you can still sell to them in a way that it's fun. It doesn't have to always be the very strict, you know, this versus that kind of, um, okay, this is the solution or this is my offer. Pay me money. Like, it doesn't always have to be like that. Seriously. Yes, 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 yes. I think one thing for me that I noticed and I definitely would advise carrying that on to 2022 create relatable content try to relate to your audience as human beings they are not just pockets and bags of money that you're trying to sell to right so try to connect them on a human level what kind of things you know is happening around you that's funny what kind of things can they relate to this obviously is dependent on your industry Maybe you are more in the photography space. Maybe you are more in the, I would say, culinary space or confectionery space. Maybe you are a, you know, graphics designer. Whatever it is that you do, think about something that your audience can relate to and put it out there and, you know, just get that response to see what they actually like to hear from you, right? I think that's something we can do in 2021. Yeah, and 
What also sharpens relatable content is that feedback. You said it at the last bit. It's really important. Like at TikTok, I have watched like some creators, you know, TikTok has this nice, nice algorithm where yeah. they send you a video. And um, when you like that video, they keep sending you that creator's video. Absolutely. So I think when I started coming across videos and I started, um, I go down the comments, I see these creators going down to reply almost everybody at first. Like those ones are just starting out. They kept replying, getting feedback. And that feedback helped them to shape the kind of content. There was always this, if somebody made a comment like, oh, could you do one for this? It would be like, would you like to see it? I could do a three-part series. These are the creators and everyone talking. So their content wasn't just relatable. They were now also very, very relatable. And it was just very beautiful to see. I love that. Absolutely. I like the idea of that, really. So it's not just your content being relatable, but even you as an individual, people should be able to see you as a human being, right? Because I feel we look at these really big brands a lot of times as just entities, you know? We don't really think of (laughs) behind the brand. It's just like you're just thinking of the brand. You're just thinking about all the different staff that they have and maybe they are somewhere, you know, in Paris or in one foreign island that we're not even aware of. But really, they are just people, you know, scrolling through the comments, liking our comments, replying to our comments and just having fun with the process. True, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So what what was something else that you think worked when it comes to social media marketing in 2021? Um, this is, I'm going to go with the big bad um influencer marketing. Okay. I think why I remember it so much is uh, I remember the video's birthday. I mean that <laughs> blew my mind. Like, <laughs> you know, there was first the whole Abeg, um, there was first Big Brother Nigeria and yeah, they carried the whole show. I think they paid the highest money because I could just see them everywhere. Yeah, I was tracking their social media followers from um on Twitter. It started at 8,332 that mm-hmm. night when I when it started. I think by the fifth week, when I stopped counting, it was 16,000 already. And right. these were all organic. Ooh, these, these are real numbers now. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Iwan, they made use of influencers. They had Mr. Macaroni. Everybody was giving money on the app. I mean, I tried, I gave money too, but not a lot of people did my own giveaway because <laughs> I'm not known. <laughs> I mean, it was money, but nobody even, nobody sent me. But Mr. Macaroni, them, everybody was just, you know, doing giveaway. And then, um, when the video's birthday came, just him raising that 250 million. It's yeah, influencer marketing is probably one of the most effective <laughs> things I've seen in Nigeria, to be honest. And absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's I, I agree personally because trust Nigeria. I mean, it's I feel like Nigeria takes influencer marketing to the next level. We absolutely love if Nigeria influencers are literally like they're celebrities, right? Do you yes. know how many followers Lassisi has or how many followers Tauma has? Like, can you they are talking millions? <laughs> Millions. Oh, how many followers Maraji has? Like, you, you know Maraji, right? And it's crazy yes. because some musicians don't even have some, um, what do you, some actors or actresses don't even have that kind of influence. They don't even have that no, kind of power, don't. right? I feel like even yeah. it's just in the 
couple, the past couple of years that a couple of actors and actresses, yeah, you know, getting the whole hold of social media, them too, they are trying to create reels, create TikToks, be all in our faces. But these influencers have been there, like they've been creating their short videos, they've been doing their skits, we know them. So literally anything they come to tell us, this thing is like, or this is what is it right now? Like you need to get this thing. Everybody's already there. Like we're there waiting for you. Just come. I, <laughs> so absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I think it's yeah. a very smart move, really. When I think of, you know, Big Brother, I'm so happy that you shared those numbers because personally, I had no idea. But that is so interesting to know because I think it's that's a really smart move that Big Brother Ninja did. And in a way, when I even think of influencer marketing, I think even Big Brother, after the program, you know, after Big Brother ends, almost every single person that gets into the house, they are now kind of, you know, somewhat influencers on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, there was something someone said we're having a discussion. She said Big Brother is literally a show where they cook influencers. Absolutely. I totally agree. Tell me, I don't know who is that one person. I said maybe they just set themselves up for like failure. <laughs> it's very hard to find someone that went into that house, did really well. Even some people that got evicted early, people still love them. They will still be rooting for yes. you. And then the next thing, you may not hear people saying, Big Brother is doing no juro. <laughs> like, where do you know this person <laughs> from? They are not your brother. <laughs> it's crazy but like now they've become their own kind of influencers and then they go out there to carve really big niches for themselves they go out there to start yes. a career in music yes. or fashion or whatever so yeah i totally agree that influencer marketing is something and i just wanted to add here because i think when anybody hears about influencer marketing they're thinking about oh no big brother could do that because you know they have like millions of naira to spend on advertising there is such a thing as micro-influencers, right? Yes. So it doesn't have to be, we're talking about maybe Tauma having millions of followers. You don't need to go to Tauma. <laughs> no, you don't need to go to Tauma at all. You Definitely, you cannot afford her. Let's just establish it here right now that you cannot <laughs> afford her. Let's start from, no, but it's the truth, right? Some of these things, we need to be honest with ourselves before you set yourself up for failure. This is what mm -hmm. I want to do in my business. This is my target audience. Look for an influencer in that space. Maybe rather than a million followers, they may have, let's say, 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers. You know, if you even want to get to like a midpoint, you may say 100,000 followers, right? Mm -hmm. And definitely you want to look for people with engaged audiences. I think we just spoke about mm -hmm. engagement just now. Engage yes. this is not about just having followers, so that's not what makes mm -hmm. an influencer, please. No. Because people buy followers, so you may just see mm -hmm. someone that has oh 100k followers and then they have like five likes, and you're wondering how on earth is that happening in 2022. It happens, people buy followers, so definitely when you think of an influencer, think of a real influencer the word influencer simply means someone that's able to make other people that has an influence on other people right think about any influencer that you know like the real ones they have some sort of influence on their audience they can wake up tomorrow mm -hmm. and say what their audience should wear 
maybe they decide to put out some kind of merch. Yes, you will buy it because they told you. I mean, I, I can't remember the name of this amazing lady right now, but that she does she does a lot of skits with like a shower cap or something. And then it became like a whole thing. Like she started selling it and everybody, and Taoma even now almost wears it in all of her videos. Have you noticed that? Oh, I haven't noticed. Well, I mean, I don't even use shower cap yet. <laughs> No, you but I think I'll soon join that community. No, you don't need to use shower. You don't need to use shower caps. But I have, I have hair. My hair is drying out. My you hair don't want them to arrest you. It's drying out. I just realized that I don't use a shower cap. For sure. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, absolutely. So, um, just like Shama rightly mentioned, first of all, you want to just really understand that influencer marketing is still a good way to go about social media marketing but then make sure that it's the right influencers and if you cannot afford the really like top-notch influencers or i would say the really big influencers maybe go for the ones that even though they don't have as many followers right maybe they haven't been there for too long but they are also shining in their own sphere of influence that would still work out amazingly well for you really it doesn't have to be 1 million, even someone that has a 10K following, but their audience is really engaged. They can send so much traffic your way and you'll be wondering what just happened, right? Is it yeah. just like someone maybe shouting out my name or something like, so yeah, that absolutely works in 2020. That would absolutely work in 2022. Have we gone through the, okay, so one last item, one last thing I want to add. Yeah, one last item. What worked in 2021? And I think for me, it kind of relates to influencer marketing, but that is brand partnerships and collaboration. So in a way it's related mm. to influencer marketing, but it's not exactly the same thing. And I wanted to especially talk about this because I know that in our audience, we have a lot of photographers, we have a lot of creatives. Please do not skip collaborations and partnerships. It is like the essence of you know the creative space you cannot just exist in a silo like you are just there doing your own thing you don't even know the other people in the industry it just you know it may work but really it shouldn't because the creative space is such a beautiful it's such a beautiful thing right you know all these different people coming together whether it's a video project whether it's a podcast like this whether it's photographs whether it's just even written work right there is beauty in brand partnerships and collaborations. And last year, we saw a lot of people succeed with that. What does it even entail? It's, it's as simple as saying to someone, oh, every Friday, why don't we come together on Instagram Live and chat about something? Literally as simple as that. It doesn't even have to be some mega partnership or collaboration. Just you know, do an Instagram Live together. And what we begin to see happen is that the audience from one person begins to move to the other and the audience from the other comes to the first person. And then it just becomes this really amazing community of creative people, or even if it's not the creative industry, whatever industry you are, it absolutely works. And like I said, it's kind of related to influencer marketing because you can do collaborations with really big brands. It doesn't have to be like thinking about it like, oh, this is an influencer, I'm paying. Influencer marketing may involve, oh, I'm paying an influencer to promote this thing that I'm selling. But collaboration is just like, let's do something together. But if that person has a bigger audience than you do, 
you are still getting the benefit out of it. So definitely when you think about brand partnerships or collaborations, it worked amazingly well for brands in 2021. And we know that it's going to do the same in 2022. Shama, don't you agree? Yeah, I actually agree. I'm actually, right now, I was actually taking notes. I'm sorry, that's why. <laughs> because, yeah, I had, I've never really explored the brand partnerships. I mean, I tried, but there was always like some sort of friction. Because I was always, I was always wondering, especially for the, some of the people that worked with, they were always sort of worried about the whole brand thing. Like, uh, is this person good for my brand? Is this person bad for my brand? And then that sort of slowed down the conversation. And I never really got a chance to explore and see the success in that. Yeah. Huh. So I think you are overthinking it. And I feel like a lot of people are probably doing that. So I'm happy that you brought it up. Yes, there is truth to what you have said about, is this person right for my brand? So absolutely, you don't just want to pick anybody just because, okay, maybe this person has 10K followers and you have just like 1.5 and you're thinking, oh yeah, they have a lot of people. It doesn't really matter. There is such a thing as someone being right for your brand, right? Mm. Well, definitely it depends on what the whole partnership is about. So I'll give you an example. If, for example, I want to do some kind of some kind of collaboration on maybe a photography project, right? I can decide to collaborate with a photographer. That's very specific, right? I need this kind of photographer, and I do that. But then if it's like another project that's just like, let's say International Women's Day is coming up, right? If it's about International Women's Day, it doesn't have to be very specific. I can literally just pick any woman out there that I feel will <laughs> cause that, and then it works. Yeah, you definitely want to pick someone that is, you know, that fits into whatever it is that you're doing and someone that mm. you feel would you know be a right mm. fit for your brand especially when it comes mm. to your brand values we don't all have the same values so pick someone that their values matches with your brand values right oh, so anyways wow. let's get i think we've spoken a lot about the things that worked in 2021 so maybe yeah. we're just going to discuss two things do you think two things that didn't work in 2021 and then we can kind of talk about that so shama do you want to go first and tell us one thing that didn't work in 2021 yeah okay uh i, I just enjoy the things that work a lot because when i think about <laughs> the things that didn't work i don't i get i get sad i get i get you sad. um but i would say the one that really that was very recurring was and i think how would I describe it? Because it's not really, it was, it's not really a strategy. It's just something a lot of people were doing wrong. Yeah. Um, content that in content that incited, I won't say terrible behavior, but I want to be very careful <laughs> with the word. And unsociable behavior. Okay. Um, examples. I think um, I always say, like I, I always say in 2021 that a week hadn't gone by and we saw the first sign of trouble where we had the US Capitol government building stormed by people who believe the election was stolen. And you now had um, someone influence them and tell them, let's go and, it was, he was one and influenced them actually, told them, let's go and take back our country. And before you know, you had vandalism, you had so much. And even down here in Nigeria, 
Um, I remember when this artist, Joe Boy, dropped his song Alcohol, and then across ah, TikTok, people were pouring alcohol on their body. Oh my god. And he, yeah, he had to change the track to sip. And every time you hear the song, yeah, you want to dance, but then you remember that. <laughs> alcohol. So yeah, that didn't work. I think brands should be careful. Yes, content is content. And it's very it's very it's very easy to get carried away with content because you're looking for engagement. And if there's anything you know, um, when it comes to when you give people a chance to you know, let loose and do some things they're not normally do, they will take it. So I think brands should be really careful going into 2022 because everyone is listening. People have time to sit down. I mean, there's remote work, mm-hmm. there's a lockdown that's sort of like slowing down the economy a little bit, mm-hmm. and then people can move around. So they really need to be careful, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think, and we do need to take a little bit of responsibility for the things that we put out there, because there's now the entire, you know, world of social media is highly dominated by trends. And everyone yeah. wants to up on a trend. When th- just like the song that you mentioned, and I uh, know when I saw the videos, I was just sad. Like it was almost like, I wow. So this is humanity. <laughs> this is humanity. <laughs> this is where we are right now. People are mixing. It was it was absolutely terrible. I saw videos of people mixing Gary and palm oil. I saw photos of people calling kerosene for the love of God. We haven't gotten, I mean, now you don't want to even light a match in that situation because your name is sorry. Like, just it's just, it's so sad, really, because it was like we we haven't gotten here yet. You know, even though, like (laughs) I said, we live in a world of trends, there is still a place for common sense, you know. And the artist himself, personally, I don't even think he incited that. I think he's just being strange and just taking things to the next level that we decided to take it up to that level because we've had songs before that, you know, there are always going to be things that artists say in songs. And it's now kind of, to me, I think it's defeating the purpose if you now make an artist to have to go back and revise something just because you have taken it to another level, right? It was a very amazing song. We didn't need to go there. Like nobody sent you. You just by yourself, and then we'll come and cry all oh, the economy and the economy and all that plain tea <laughs> But you have a lot of turmoil to pour on your head. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> but it's true, right? I like that. That was very uncalled for, and I totally agree. When it comes to data being put out, it can easily get out of hand. So. I think it's just kind of like a call out to every single one of us, right? Whenever you are putting any type of content on the internet, obviously, yes, there's still limits to the control that you have. But for your own part, you know, as a conscious individual, as a conscious creator, just make sure that you're not putting out content that is inciting, that's going to trigger, you know, there's always content that triggers. Make sure you're not putting out content that's going to kind of turn the wrong way and make people begin to do a lot of crazy things. Because again, social media, people love to jump on trends. They want to feel like they know what's going on. They are part of the movement, even though the movement doesn't make any sense. They still want to be part of it. So 
as much as possible, yeah, we, we should have, we should just have it at the back of our minds that things can go crazy. So we should do our own part to try to control whatever craze <laughs> that wants to come out of the situation. Yeah, so, okay. Um, so finally, our final or our last, you know, something that didn't go right, you know, maybe a strategy that didn't go right in 2021. Um, so for me, I would say it's like a two-in-one kind of things, to them kind of thing, and it's like professional content. And I'll tell you why it didn't go right. Now, mm. professional content in terms of professional videos, professionally mm. shot videos, and professionally edited photos. In 2021, we saw a surge of, you know, people just laid back at home, sharing no makeup, no fancy dresses, almost every, in fact, almost every single content, you know, when you look at the majority of the content being put out, it was people in their houses, right? Just chilling, laid back, even though they are changing outfits or they are showing off something, but there was just a vibe of just being natural, right? And especially for business owners, like we have mentioned before, you want people to relate to you on a human level. You don't want people to look at you as that professional entity that cannot be approached. Yes, they may feel you're an authority figure. Yes, they may feel you're good at what you do. But at the end of the day, it's when you make those personal connections with people that really sells. Personally, I work with a lot of brands, you know, coaches, consultants, service-based business owners, product-based business owners. And a lot of times what we see from the trends, what we see from the numbers, I mean, I would have clients that we will put out amazing photos. You know, when you have those professionally shot and edited photos where people look like, you know, their bosses, yes, yes. <laughs> literally. Yes. And then we'll have like an amazing caption and everything. And um, the reception will just be like, okay, like we see you, <laughs> it's cool. But then you would have a client just wake up in the morning, just take a random photo and just share something honest from the heart. And that will do amazingly well. You see so many people liking, commenting, sharing. It's just, it was more of a, we want to see you for who you are rather than that professional vibe, if you know what I mean. So I think that's something that I noticed a whole lot I, I, across a lot of my clients. And I think going into 2022, a lot of people are now trying to adopt that. They are trying to tell more stories. They are trying to show themselves just the way they are. I mean, you can still put in a couple of professional photos or videos here and there, but really I would say, let your audience, let your clients, let your customers see you as a human being. Let them see you for who you really are. Do not try to, you know, it's not pretending, right? But it's just, just show yourself as far, right? And find a personal component of yourself that they can really connect with and be like, oh, I feel like I know this person. I feel like I can connect with this person. And really they would want to work with you. People think it's the other way around. Like, oh, if I show up as, you know, look like one kind of high profile masterminder I mean, that's when people want to work with you but really it doesn't always work that way so i think going into 2022 if you have like <laughs> i don't know if you know our audience they are very much into like professional shots and all of that if you had like five professional photo shoots scheduled for the year 
I would definitely recommend just making it just one or two, literally just one or two professional photo shoots. And then for the rest of it, just wake up, show yourself when you're going on a run, show yourself when you're having breakfast, show yourself when you're hanging out with friends. That's the kind of content that people want to see rather than, you know, this perfect looking aesthetic, because there's always that thing on Instagram where everyone wants that perfect looking grid. Nobody wants perfect. We all want to feel like we're humans. We all want to feel like, you know, the person that we're communicating with is also a human. And really, that's what helps to sell whatever it is that you're trying to sell. So that's our final not to do. <laughs> or what not yeah. to do for 2022 or you know for 2021 moving into 2022 and on that note ladies and gentlemen i think we've come to the end of this shama do you think so should we add something else no i, I think i think we've come to the end although i had i have one question i have just one question it's just something that just popped into my head while you were talking okay could it be that um it's because professional photos are more expensive than regular relatable photos that you know because i think you, if you do a professional photo you spend a lot of money and you get this amount of um what i say kickback and then if you just do something in your house you know it goes very viral and you get a lot of money could the cost benefits really be the reason why be one of the factors that pushed relatable content to the to the forefront i'm just i was just wondering in all honesty, I don't think so. And the reason is this. It's more from the customer side of things, right? Mm. If that it is my clients themselves that are trying to run away from professional photos, then yes, you know, it may be the cost because obviously professional photos are crazy expensive. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not my clients themselves. It's their audience. And obviously, oh. they don't know how much the professional photo costs. It's just that whenever they see it, there's, it's not really accepted the way that they would accept, you know, just regular. I mean, I remember I had this client. At some point, she started realizing it herself. So she just, like, at some point, we had a discussion. And she was like, let's stop putting out these professional photos. Let's just, oh. she said, don't worry. Oh. I'm going to take photos. I'm going to send to you. Let's just, and it did really well. So that was a very, oh. like, it was something that I really noticed. And not just for one person, like, multiple people. And if you even look out at really big influence, Influencers, right? And people like, let's say, I don't know if you know Mel Robbins, I don't know if you know Marie Folio, you know, these really big figures, they are also kind of beginning to adopt that technique as well. Of, you know, mm. you would even see videos. I've seen recent ads from someone like Marie Folio in front of the camera just talking you know the way professionally edited videos look like really fancy and everything no it was yes. just really her like it looked like it was shot with her phone not even if a camera so it was just like everyone now understands that you don't need to and then you know you don't need to go that extra mile because people appreciate you know the human feel knowing that this person you know i don't want to feel like i'm some kind of i don't know how to describe it, like i don't want to feel like you know um this person is all perfect and everything and i'm just there <laughs> that's literally yeah. the way I imagine it. like i'm just there but when i see someone just no makeup on 
looking very natural. I mean, still looking beautiful or handsome, but they didn't have to maybe look all executive and serious. You know, it's just like, because I come from a development background and I think that's one of the things that developers absolutely loved that from the origin of time, we do not have to put on suits and look extremely serious, you know, to actually be taken serious or to say that we know what we are doing. We can just come as we are, look like human beings. A lot of times we do. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get into that, but we can just come as we are, look like human beings, look relatable, but yet we're able to build applications that literally run the whole world. So that's where my mind is at, really. Wow, that that really, that clears it up for me. And I think huh, that clears it up for me. I get it now, I really get it. Wow, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, everyone. We've had such an interesting conversation today. I would love to know, I would love to hear from you. What is something that you think, you know, I mean, if you're someone who owns a business or runs a company, or maybe you do social media, any kind of marketing, I would love to know what you think worked for you really well in 2021. In other words, you are going to be carrying it over to 2022. And what's something that was just a downer, like it was just very disappointing. You tried and tried and tried and you didn't see any growth or progress. I would love to know what you think about that. Just comment below. And then, you know, a good number of businesses gained great success and reached their sales targets with the help of social media marketing. We can't even like dispute that social media is one of the top marketing strategies in the new decades. Now, any entrepreneur or business owner who is looking to make real impact and sell their products or services online, they definitely need to be thinking about social media marketing. When we look at what the numbers are saying, whether it's the trends, the predictions, it's easier to come up with strategies and techniques. We know, not we think, we know we'll work in the new year. Again, you do not need to reinvent the wheel. If something is working, please, it will continue to work. So continue to use it. If you would like to uncover the trends and predictions that we have when it comes to social media marketing in 2022, you would want to grab our free guide that is on the top social media trends and predictions for 2022, none of which we have covered in this discussion. So get onto the description below, click on the link and download our free guide for top social media trends and predictions in 2022. Thank you so much to everyone listening um, from myself and from Shama. We wish you the very best week ahead and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.